once again Father with this errand the Lord once again you come by your way Heavenly Father just pray the Lord you just take me out of the way this evening Lord and you speak to you people truly Lord in order you here in your presence it's so strong in this place and father i just ask that you move the hearers aside lord and father they may hear from you oh god you bring us lord to the place that you want us to come to this evening lord lord you have a purpose for the service and we just want your purpose to be fulfilled lord god we just surrender ourselves to you we just yield ourselves into your hands oh god I don't feel fit to Lord God to speak. I don't feel fit, Lord, to bring your word. But Lord, I just surrender to you, Lord. You have your way, Lord God, this evening. Lord, we thank you for your presence in the song service of God. And we just ask the Father, Lord, now you know you take the word also, Lord, and you put it in our hearts, Lord. You make it real unto us, the Father, Lord God. I just want to say we thank you, Lord. We just want to say that we love you. We thank you for this morning, Lord, how you moved. And how you spoke and how you washed us, Lord God. Father, Lord, we've come once again, Lord, and whichever way you want the service to go, Father, we ask that you take it and do it that way, Lord God. We don't want to get ourselves in the way. We just want you, Lord God, to do what you want to do, oh God. We just want to say we thank you, Father, and we love you. We ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Sorry. Thank you. That's all the singing we'll do for night. Amen. Amen. God bless you. We greet you on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. For sure. Sure, wonderful to be in the presence of the Lord. Amen. And He's faithful and He's true. And we're looking forward to what He'll do this evening. Amen. Oi. Oh, I don't know, honestly, I, there's a lot of expectations for this evening, I, I'm just trying to get into the channel of what he, he has for us, amen, I, uh, I don't know, <laughs> amen, amen, I truly want to say thank you for your prayers as we are away in Grand Prairie, sure had a wonderful time there with the saints, was 
was a blessing really. God bless you for your prayers, Brother Steve. It's sure good to be with you and Brother Darren there. And, and the Lord sure moved, and we thank him for that. Amen. And, and amen. We sure enjoyed the service this morning, Brother Ed. God bless you. Amen. That was wonderful, truly. There is there's two spirits that are moving. Amen. And whenever wherever the children of God are gathered, he's also there. Amen. But but I believe that God is willing, is willing to move among his people. Amen. Amen. We were in a fellowship yesterday and I find it so interesting that amen and we just fellowshipping and I think Brother Steve just took the scripture just up and was just sharing something from the Bible and he didn't know what I was speaking on this this evening, but he just took the very same chapter that I was going to speak from. Amen. And uh, I believe that God is leading and he knows what he's, he's doing. Amen. Amen. So we're trusting in him. Amen. We're trusting him this evening. So I just want to open to the book of John, John chapter 17. Amen. And I just want to read from verse 19 to verse 24. And also we open to Acts chapter 2, amen, and we'll just read the first chapter from, the first verse from there, amen. John chapter 17, from verse 19 to 24. And for the sakes I sanctify myself, that they also might be sanctified through the truth. Neither pray I for these alone, but for them also which shall, be, which shall believe on me through the word. For they all, that they all may be one, as thou, Father, art in me, and I in thee. That they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that thou hast sent me. And the glory which thou gavest me, I have given them, that they may be one, even as we are one. I in them and thou in me, that they may be made perfect in one, and that the world may know that thou hast sent me, and hast loved them as thou hast loved me. Father, I will that they also whom thou hast given me be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory which thou hast given me, for thou lovest me before the foundation of the world. Amen. So open to Acts chapter 2, verse 1. Acts chapter 2, verse 1 says, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. Amen. The Lord had his blessing to read of the Lord. The Lord, he might have your seat. Amen. I want to speak on the power of unity this, this evening. Amen. The power of unity. There is power in unity. Amen. But Satan has done everything he can to try to divide the children of God. And, but we are not divided. Amen. Amen. Brother Brunham was speaking the uniting time and signed Jeffersonville 1963 and he was saying, now you see where we're living, the uniting time. When we see these things being united, oh, why we fail to see those things? He said, you can look here in the scripture and see where, where, that the prom, where, that, where that he promised that what he will do. 
Now we see it coming to pass. We see in the church that we see in the church what he promised to do. We see it coming to pass. We see the nations are uniting together. We see the isms are uniting together. We see the churches uniting together. It's uniting time. It's the hour of uniting. Amen. Is that that's the spirit of the age. We've got to unite. Is that everything everything you talk about has got to be organized? Is that even the government won't receive it? Talking about, you know, if it's not organized, if it's not united, then they're not going to receive it. Amen. And I believe that that's nothing but the truth. We're living in an age where it is. It is a uniting time. Amen. It is an age in which, you know, everything is uniting together. It says the nations are uniting together. And the isms are uniting together. The churches are uniting together. They are uniting together, but they are uniting under the wrong power. Amen. They're uniting under the wrong idea, under the wrong motive. Amen. And when we take the word of unity, most of the time the word of unity will have a positive, a positive um, aspect or a positive, um, um, a positive explanation to it. Because when you talk about unity, you mean that you're talking, you're saying that every boundary of division has been broken. Amen. You're saying that everything that everything that divided the people has now been taken away and now the people are coming in unity they're coming in one mind amen so when you talk about unity almost it is something positive it is something good but in reality the motive behind the reason why the people are uniting is what determine if the uniting is a good uniting or is an evil uniting amen it is the motive that is behind the reason that the people are uniting themselves together and if they're uniting themselves together for the right motive then it is a good uniting but if they are uniting themselves together for to cause confusion or to bring disruption or to bring confusion or whatever it is then it is the wrong anointing amen you see Jesus as he's about to live the scene as we read in John 17 you see he will pray but he saw a fit amen to pray to make intercession for the saints the way to come after that he's going to live the scene amen and there were different desires that he had in his prayer but one of the desires that he had in his prayer was that we would be one one of the desires that he had is that we will be united, amen. That we will be united together just like he is united with, with the Father, amen. Just the way that he's one with God, that we also may be one with the Father, amen. That we will so be so united with the Father that we'll come to a place where the old nature that was in enmity with God will now put on a new nature, amen. A new nature in which he could put a spirit on the inside, which is the Holy Ghost, and he could use that nature to his own glory amen that this new nature will be so united with him to a place where he could speak through that, that nature amen he could speak through that person amen he could heal through that person amen he could bring love through that person he could discern through that person amen he could bring deliverance through that person you see that was the purpose that was the desire that Jesus had he said I saw him living the scene I am desiring that the people that are going to come after me that they will be one just like I and the Father are one. See, I don't want them to be devoided, but I want them to be united. Amen. Because I know that there is power in unity. Amen. Because as I was united with you, I could see you moving in me. It wasn't so much me doing the work, but it was you and me that was doing the work. And that same work that I was doing, I am looking at as I live the same, that the work is not over. That they will come and you will be united with them. And 
and they will continue on the work because as I'm living the same, the battle is not going to be easy. The battle is not going to go. It's not going to go low. It's not going to turn itself back. But the battle is going to be heated. The battle is going to get worse. And these people are going to need the same power that you've given to me. They're going to need the same authority that you've given to me. So that's the reason why I've got a desire. And before I leave, I'm meant to see them that they will be one just like me and you were one. That was his desire as he was praying that they also will be one with me. Amen. As Brother Branham was saying, we're living in an age which is the uniting time. Amen. It's a uniting age. Everything is uniting together. And if this is the age in which the uniting time is happening and everything is uniting together, then I believe that this is the age in which the desire that, that Jesus had when he was praying, I believe this is the age in which that desire is to be fulfilled. Amen. Amen. He had a prayer all the way back 2,000 years ago saying that I am praying that one day that they will be one. And Brother Branham has come on the scene and he is saying the prophet of God as we had this morning he being lifted up and seeing what it was. He's come back down and he said this is an age of anointing. It is an age where the, the, the anointing time is taking place. And if this is the age, then I believe that the time has come for what he desired that he prayed in John 17. The moment has come for that to take place. For some people, for us to be united with him. Amen. But Abraham will continue to say in the anointing time and sign. Jeffersonville 1963 said, and while, and while all this anointing is being going on, there is another anointing going on. Amen. He said, he said, that's what I want to point to you now. He said, God is anointing his bride. He said, she is coming together from the east and the west and the north and the south. And he said, there is a anointing time and that's on right now. He said, what is she anointing for? The rapture. Amen. God is getting a ready yes sir anoint him what is she anointing with with the word for all heavens and earth will pass away but my word shall never pass away it says she's uniting herself with thus saith the Lord regardless of what any denomination or anybody else says she's uniting herself she's getting ready why she is the bride that's right and she's uniting herself with her bridegroom see and the bridegroom is the word in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us now I want you to listen to this quote it said and the church and the bride and the word is becoming so one until the very word itself is walking out the work of the bridegroom he said the church and the bride and the word is becoming so one until the very word itself is working out the work of the bridegroom. He said, amen, you see it? A anointing. He said, no more join the church. Not, not more of this, but flee from everything and tie to Jesus Christ. Is that see it's anointing time? God is anointing his bride, bringing it back just exactly, anointing the word of his promise. Amen. 
You see, what is the purpose of this uniting? It is for a rapture, amen. It is for a rapture, for departing from this place. And Jesus will speak in John 17, and as he's praying, he said, that they may be one, that they may be with me where I will be also. Because if they are not one with him, then they cannot be there where I am. Because for Jesus to be where he was, he had to be one with the Father. And if they are not one with, me, with you, then they can be there. So my desire is that you will make them one so that they can be there with me. And in the quote we just read, Brother Branham is saying that all the purpose of this uniting, it is for a rapture. Amen. It is for a rapture. Amen. And the rapture cannot take place until we are united with him. The rapture cannot take place until the word and us have become one. Just like he and the word was one. You see, he was so one with the world that every fiber of his being was beating the word of God. Amen. Whichever place he went, it was according to the word of God. Whatever he did, it was according to the word of God. Whatever he said, it was according to the word of God. None was by his own intent. None was by his own idea. Everything he did was according to the word of God. That is the anointing that he's desiring to see his people come to. Amen. And we may sometimes say, well, how could that be? You see, the one thing that we ought to realize is that the anointing under which we're living right now is a anointing anointing. It's an anointing of anointing. Amen. That is the anointing that we're living under right now. Amen. And there are two anointings that are actually at work right now trying to unite the people. Two anointings at work that are trying to unite the people. And it's all going to depend which kind of anointing that you're going to yield yourself to that you are going to be united with. Amen. It is a uniting time. No matter where you are, you're going to be united with something. That's the anointing of the age. It's a anointing age. Everyone is anointing. Everything is anointing. And there are two anointing that are moving. And whatever you yield yourself to, that is what you're going to be anointed with. If you're going to yield yourself to anointing out there in the world, that is what you're going to be anointed with. If you're going to yield yourself to the anointing of the world of this age, that is what you're going to be anointed with. Amen. And you know, we may look at that and say, well, that's wonderful and it is anointing time and it's great. And I sure know that the Lord is moving on me and I know that I'm in the message and, you know, I'm believing this word and all that. But, but what about the flesh that of God that sometimes get in the way? Because that's the reality. Deep within us, oh, we know that truly there is something that's taking place. It's truly, you know, we've met with the Lord and something has happened on the inside. But what about the flesh that gets in the way? What about that that gets in the way? Let's turn to James chapter 4, verse 17 and 18. Amen. The scripture says, Elias was a man subject to like passion as we are. He was a man that was subject to like passion just as we are. You say, what about the flesh that gets in the way? He was a prophet, but he was subject to like passion just as we are. 
But the scripture doesn't stop there. He said, and he prayed earnestly that it might not rain. And it rained not on the earth by the space of three years and six months. And he prayed again. And the heavens gave rain. And the earth brought forth hair fruit. Amen. See, he was a man of like passion like us, but he was so united with a word that he could come to a place that when he got down on his knees to pray, it wasn't him praying, but it was the Spirit of God that was on the inside of him that was interceding according to the word of God. According to the will of God, he had us ups, he had us down, but he was united with God. I want you to know he is the same man that one day he stood on Mount Carmel and he knew he was so in harmony with God that he could call fire down from heaven. Why? Because he was united with the word, but he was also the same man that would run away and hide in a cave because of a wicked woman. That kind of looks like me and you. But he was united with the word. He was united with the word so much so that one day God sent a chariot of fire down to pick him up out of the world. He didn't need to go through the grave. He just had to be picked up and be raptured out of this place. And you can be so united. It doesn't matter what the flesh is saying. It doesn't matter what you feel like. It's what the spirit is saying. It's what is on the inside. That is what matters. See, Satan is trying to point you to what your flesh is saying and what your flesh is doing. But God has called you to be united with the word. It is what the soul is saying. It is what is on the inside. It is not what is on the outside. He was a man of like passion like you and I are, but he was united with the word. There was something that was going on on the inside that was greater than what was going on on the outside. Amen. Amen. And when we look at it and say, well, but you see, he was a prophet. And I am not a prophet. Amen. Who we'll say he's a prophet? He was a prophet and I am not a prophet. Well, Revelation chapter 10, amen. You see, in Revelation chapter 10, there was a little open book that was in the hand of the mighty angel that came down, amen. And when he came down, he chose that it would be the seventh messenger, the seventh age messenger to be the vessel through which he was going to reveal the mysteries that was in that open book. Amen. But you see, the scripture didn't end there because in verse 8, that little book now is being handed down to John. Amen. It is an open book and it's been handed down to John. And we know that John is a type of the bride. Amen. And John has been commissioned and he's been told, John, I want you to eat a book. In other words, John, I want you to feed on this open word. I want you to feed on this revealed word because you must prophesy again before many people, before many nations and many tongues and many kings. You must prophesy again. You see, so what is happening here? You see, the, the prophet was the vessel through which he brought his word. He was the vessel through which he revealed his word. He was the vessel through which he could leave the word for that age. Amen. He was the vessel through which he was united together. But now we're living in a time where the vessel has changed. The vessel is not the prophet anymore, but the vessel is the bride of God. 
the vessel in which he's speaking is not true to prophet anymore, but it's true to lips of the bride. The vessel in which he wants to be united, it is not true to prophet anymore, but it is true to bride. Amen. The vessel through which he wants to leave this message, it is not true to prophet anymore, but it is true to bride of this last age. It is the anointing time, amen. That is the vessel, amen, that he is to use, amen. And I believe that each, if each individual of us, amen, could come to a place where we can be so united with that word. And we can turn our eyes away from what, what the flesh is saying and what the flesh is feeling like. And we can come to a place and we can realize that there is something on the deep on the inside that is connected to something on the deep on the air on the uh, above us that is trying to bring us in a complete subjection, in a complete unity with him so that he can move in such a sovereign way, in such a supernatural way. Oh, friends, I tell you that God is fixing to prove himself God is fixing to say that I am still God on this last age. God is fixing to say, see, you've been looking and you've been saying it's been so long, but I am still God. Amen. I haven't changed. All the things that I did before, I can still do them again today. You see, I am leaving. I am just waiting and looking for some people. Amen. That will come to the realization and understand that they are united with me and they will let go of every thought that they've got and they will let go of every day that they've got and they will let go of every frustration that they've got and allow themselves to be united with the word of God because that's the only way that I can reveal myself. That's the only way that I can prove myself. And that is what he is waiting for. Amen. And if we can come to that place, amen, where we want, we have the same mind and we want with him, friends, and we cast down every doubt and every fear and every frustration, amen. You see, one thing we ought to understand is that, you see, Elijah, he didn't have any doubt. He didn't have any doubt when he got to the mountain that day because he had the word of God. He had a word of God. He knew that God told me that once that I am the one that if I speak, the fire is coming down. And he was ready to mock all the, all the people that were there at that time. He was just mocking them because he knew he didn't, they didn't have the fire. He knew they didn't have the power, amen. And friends, we're living in a time that we have the authority. And we can mock the devil as much as we want because he has got no power. He has got no authority, amen. He was the one that had a word. Brother Branham, he was the one. He had confidence. He had no fear. He had no doubt when he stood on the platform because he knew that he had met with the angel of the Lord. And he knew that it wasn't him, but it was the angel of the Lord. He wasn't scared of what kind of, what kind of sickness would come on the line. He wasn't scared of what kind of problem would come on the line. He knew that God was there. And you may look at it and say, well, but the prophet met the angel and I never met the angel. Oh, sorry, let me say this to you. The same angel that was with the prophet, he is the same one that is lying on the tapes. 
He is the same one that is lying on the tapes. That is the same angel that is speaking to you in this last age. You have got the word also. When you sit in your home and you put on that table, that is the angel that is speaking to you. When you sit in your car and you put on that tape, that is the same angel that is speaking to you. You also have got the word. You also have got authority. You don't have to fear when the enemy comes your way. You don't have to fear when sickness comes your way. Because it is the same angel that is speaking to you. And if you can receive it, if you can receive it, you don't have to have any fear. You don't have to have any doubt. You can stand in confidence knowing that he's the same God. It is the same angel that is speaking. Amen. He hasn't left the scene. The song we just sang before is coming. The, the, the one who paid the pillar of fire. It is still here. It is not departed. Amen. It is still right here. It is still right in the midst of his people. Amen. It's only going to depart when we leave this place. But so far as we hear, he is here also. And he's looking to be united with his people. Amen. But it's one to me how to realize, and I find it so amazing this morning when Brayette took the scripture from Job chapter 1. Amen. And, and I, for a moment I thought he might have been going that line, but he, he kind of went that line also, and I just want to pick it up again. And I want to speak here, I want to just share a little quote here, because there's something we ought to realize. Amen. In the oneness of unity, Waterloo, 1958, Brother Branham says, now when the meeting is going on, an evil spirit in the meeting, that spirit is almost harmless until it can catch somebody that it can walk through. When the children of God gather, Satan comes too. Amen. When we gather, he comes around. He comes around. And he comes around just walking around through your mind and, you know, just wondering if you find a little room where he can inject something in there. Wondering if you can find somewhere he can just get you a little distracted. He comes around. Because he realizes that if the church can come to a place where they're united together, all you made of the picture. And he comes around. Trying to distract, trying to turn this one around or try to get you to think about that. What happened yesterday or what happened a week ago what's going to happen the next week. As if you can have any control of any of that. You can't control what happened yesterday and you can't control what's going to happen tomorrow. So why are you so worried about him? Because he just want to take you off and get you distracted. How you can figure this out and how you can do that and how you can do that. We have no control of it. He does. We can reason it out. We can think about it. We can do whatever we want to do. Spend the whole night not going to bed and just thinking away. We can figure it out and what we can do about it. It is worth nothing. Because we have no control of it. But what is he trying to do to get you distracted? To get your mind off the word. And you see, there's a reason why, you know, in, in the book of Joshua, he said that we ought to meditate upon the word day and night. He knows that when the boys that get to a place where they're meditating upon that word day and night, he's in trouble. So day and night, he'll try to come all the way that he can to try to get you distracted. 
to try to get your mind off the word and, and try to get to think about that. Do we have to think about them? Yes, we do have to think about them. We got families, we got homes, we got all these things. We need to think about those things. But it's not just thinking about them. But when you're thinking about them, you ought to put God on the picture. You don't just want to think about it and put your own idea to it. But you want to think about it and put God on the picture. And see how God can fix it. And bring it before the Lord because you have no answer to it. Amen. But he's trying to get us distracted. And while the meeting is going on, there is an evil spirit that is woven around. And I tell you, right in this meeting, there is an evil spirit that is roaming around. Trying to get you distracted and trying to turn your mind somewhere. And trying to turn your mind you the way. Amen. He's looking for a vessel that he could work through. He's walking around. He's looking for a vessel he can work through. What are you streaming online? He's still roaming around. Looking for a vessel that he can work through. Amen. Brother Branham continues to say, he said, Then when it can work through, it will certainly do damage because it is an evil spirit. And now it says, And the Holy Spirit is here. Trying to find somebody to work through. And when it finds somebody to work through, it can do good. This very moment, there are two forces that are moving. There is one force that is moving, and it's an evil spirit. And it's trying to do damage to the meeting. At the same time, there's the Holy Spirit that is also moving. And it's trying to do good in the meeting. It's trying to bring the purpose of God to be fulfilled. It's trying to bring the will of God to be fulfilled. It is uniting time, amen. There is the the spirit that is going around trying to unite you with himself to stand against the word. And there is another spirit that is moving to get you to be united, to join in with the word. They are moving right now. They are walking right now. And it is what you yield yourself to. It is what will manifest itself. Amen. And I see, he says, see the two spirits, the emotive and an objective. Is that watch how it is. Watch their works. Watch their fruits. Is that then you can see what spirit is on you. Now watch the fruit. Watch the work. You can see what spirit is on you. Right now in this very moment as the world is going forth, watch your thoughts. You can see what spirit is on you. Is the fruit bringing day to the word? Is the fruit bringing resistance to the word? You will know what kind of spirit is on you. Right now on the service. Friends, I believe it's time for us to get real. Amen. It's not time for us to play church anymore and, and just get into a religious atmosphere and get into church and just sit together and, and make it feel like, oh, this is church and it's great. We ought to realize where we are. We ought to realize the presence in which we're living in. We ought to realize the spirit that is moving. We ought to realize the purpose why we're here. The game playing times are over. Amen. We ought to come in the presence of God with an expectation. I don't believe there is an expectation this evening. But we ought to come in the presence of the Lord knowing that there are two spirits that are moving. And determining our heart to say, 
I am going to cast out the evil one. Brother Brown will continue to speak in the greatest battle ever fought, Jeffersonville, 1962. He said, and we are here today sitting, we are here today sitting here, and one or the other power is going to control us. He said, so let's cast out the evil one. And let's take our position like the stars of the heavens. He said, one of the spirit is going is to control us. One of the powers is going to control us. So let's do one thing this evening. Let's cast out the evil one. Let's cast out every doubt. Let's cast out every fear. Let's cast out every unbelief. Amen. Let's rise above this fear that we're living in right now. We are spiritual beings, amen. We are not natural beings. We are not born to live on this earth. We are born to be eagles that are soaring above. I believe that this evening the moment has come for us to arise from the, to the place that we are in, from this earthly realm that we've lived in for so long. And we've reasoned in this earthly realm for so long, and we've got so conditioned with this earthly realm for so long. I believe the time has come for us to rise from this realm. Into the heavenly realm. Because it is uniting time. And he's got a purpose. Amen. My friends, I tell you this evening, if we can come to a place, amen, where we can realize, as you said previously, that it's not about the flesh, but it's about what the Spirit is saying. It's not about what you're feeling right now. It's about what the Spirit is saying. It is not about how the enemy is saying to you. Oh my, I hope you caught this. You see, many times we will cut the cord and say, the days of miracles are over. And, and we will say, well, you see, the people there were believing that the days of miracles are over. But we believe that the days of miracles are not over. But sometimes we can get on a channel where we start to believe that the days of miracles are over. Where we can sit in a building, we can sit in a congregation, we can sit in a church service and still be thinking that my situation is far gone, that God cannot do anything about it. You know what you believe in? That the days of miracles are over. It's time to become real with the word. The same angel of the Lord is speaking. It's time to become real with the word. Amen. I believe that if we can come to a place where we can get in one mind with God. And we can cast down every distraction and every day this evening. And cast down every frustration this evening. Amen. And friends, I'm not talking about having a preconceived idea this evening. Of what God is going to do and say, well, God is going to move this way. Or God is going to do this. Or God is going is to is move in a, in a certain way. And neither am I talking about an emotional work up this evening. Amen. I'm talking about getting real. If he adds an emotion to it, praise the Lord. If he doesn't, praise the Lord anymore. Anyways, I'm talking about getting real this evening. Getting down to business this evening. Instead of being pushed about by the enemy to and fro. And, and today he pushes you that way. And tomorrow he pushes you the other way. It's time to get real. It's time to put our feet on the ground. And say this is what I stand for. And I am not moving from him. Until I see it fulfilled. It's time to get real.
Amen. And I believe we can come to that place this evening, amen, where we can completely yield ourselves to the Spirit of the Lord as He's moving and His building. And we can give Him liberty, not by our own ideas and not by our own thoughts or, or by, while well, I'm looking for certain emotion to happen and I, I want to stand at His ear. But if we could come to a place and say, I am giving you the liberty. I am yielding myself. I am giving myself over to you. I am pushing out every thought, every, every idea, everything that I've got, anything that I was thinking about before coming in here. I am pushing it all out. And I'm giving you liberty. I don't know what you want to do. You say, Brother Max, you know what he's going to do in the service? I have no idea and I don't want to have any idea about it. But I want him to do what he wants to do. He's got a purpose for every service. But sometimes we hinder a purpose. But I believe that this evening we can come to a place that we can say, okay, if you have a purpose, Lord, then I'm pushing everything aside. And I want your purpose to be fulfilled today. I don't know what it is. I don't want to figure it out. But I want to yield myself. I want to give you full control. There is power in unity. I want to lay everything aside. I want to see you more on the scene. Amen. He's got a purpose. Amen. Greatest battle level four. Jeffersonville 1962 is that. If this church right now, I think Brother John read this called the last time. If this church right now could be put together, anointed together with such that every person would be in one accord. You see where we stand sometimes? And I'm talking about being real this evening. We put it off. One day. One day we'll get there. Why put it off? He said, this is the age of uniting. And the age is far gone. And if those of all put it off and put it off, I don't want to put it off. If them back in the day said, well, there's something that's going to happen, well, I don't want to put it off. And I don't believe that we should put it off. If the prophet said it, like Brother Ed was saying it this morning, that wasn't him. That wasn't him. That was the same angel of the Lord speaking. Remember, he was the verse through which the word of the Lord came. Because he won't reveal his, his word to anyone except to the prophet. So as the prophet is speaking, it's not a prophet speaking. It's him speaking. It's him speaking. All that is on the tapes and all that is in the word is him speaking. It's not a prophet speaking. Though he's the vessel, he's the voice. But it's him speaking. If this church right now could put together 
anointed together with such that every person will be in one accord. With not one shadow of days anywhere. Let's get real this evening. With not one shadow of doubt anywhere. Not one shadow of doubt anywhere. To say, I am not doubting whatever that word says. I am not doubting that God can do the supernatural. I am not doubting that God can bring healing. I am not doubting that he can fill with the Holy Ghost. I am not doubting that he can bring deliverance to a place where there is not even a shadow of doubt. No shadow of doubt. Let's get real this evening. With no one shadow of doubt anywhere, there will not be a feeble person in our midst in another five minutes. This is the message we believe. He said it, or he didn't say it. But if we can get into that condition, that we are all in one accord, with no shadow of doubt, and I'm talking to the one streaming too, with no shadow of doubt, we can push out any thought right now that is for tomorrow or whatever it is. We can push it all out right now. There won't be any feeble person in the next five minutes. I believe it. I believe it. Do you believe it? Can we agree this evening? From the youngest to the oldest. Because, friends, one accord is not just the elder one. Now, we know there are babies. They don't understand. That's fine. But if you've come to the age of accountability, one accord means all. And let me say this. This is not saying, now you need to get the Holy Ghost and get into one accord. He said, if this church right now could be put together, anointed together with such that every person, he didn't classify and differentiate that it must be one that is filled with the Holy Ghost and that one that is not. He said, if we get into one accord. If we would get into one accord. It doesn't matter where you are in your walk in life, if we were getting one accord. Yeah. 
is that there will be nobody here desiring the Holy Ghost, but what will receive it. So when he said we should get in one accord, that means there might have been people there that didn't have the Holy Ghost. But he said, if all the people, whether you got it or you haven't got it, if you can get in one accord, you can receive it. So this was everybody was included in that congregation that day. The younger was included, the elder was included. But what would receive it? If you could just get that certain ten fixed. If you could just get that certain ten fixed. There is a certain thing that's not fixed. That's why we can't get in our own accord. Because he said, if you can get that certain thing fixed, then there won't be even one feeble person in the next five minutes. What is that certain thing? You got an ought against a brother. Got an ought against a sister. You sit in the church and, oh, you can't really shake your hands with the other brother. You can't really talk to the other brother. This is not about the fact that maybe you got sent in your life or whatever, and God can deal with that because He said you can be filled with the Holy Ghost. But there are certain things that need to be fixed. Because you can't say you're in one accord if you don't agree with someone. If we don't agree with John, we're not in one accord. If right now, if we have an art with John and, and I'm not agreeing with him, all of us are not in one accord. Amen. If we can get that certain ten fixed. What are you going to do at the table? You believe you're going to rapture. He believes he's going to rapture. And you get to the table and <laughs> sitting right next to him. What are you going to do? The rapture cannot take place, as he said, until we're united. It can't take place until we're united. Until we're all in one accord, in one mind, it can't take place. Until there's perfect love among the brothers and the sisters, it can't take place. We don't live in this place until we're in one accord. Until we get that certain time fixed. We can't. He can't move in the next five minutes. He can't do the. We need to get that certain tent fixed. I want to challenge you this evening. If you've got an ought against a brother, or you've got an ought against a sister, I want to challenge you this evening. 
after the service. Why don't you go to them? Or why don't you phone them or whatever you want to do? You want to get a one accord? You want to go on a rapture? Then let's get the superintendent fixed. Amen. Let's get the superintendent fixed. Challenge you. Go to the brother, go to the sister. Talk to them about it. Get the superintendent fixed. But you know what? You can fix it in your heart right now. You can fix in your heart and say, I'm going to settle that. And be at peace with the person right now. I don't even know why I'm on this. There's no, that's nowhere in my notes. I can tell you that. I don't know why I'm on this line. I'll be honest with you. When I read the certain thing fixed, I sat there yesterday trying to figure it out. I was like, what are you trying to say? What's the certain thing fixed? What's the certain thing fixed? I walked up here, didn't know what it was. And I'm just speaking and, and there it is. But I don't know. I didn't have that in my notes. I couldn't figure out what he really was mean, what the certain them fixed, what the certain them fixed. And here we go. Challenge you this evening. Amen. Let's get real. There is power in unity. Amen. When people unite together, tends that to take place. Amen. Tends that to take place when people start to unite together. Amen. Oh my, my time is completely gone. Tends that to take place when people unite together. You see, it was back in Genesis, you know, when they came together and they decided that they were going to build a tower, amen. And, and, you know, they came together with one mind and with one accord to say, we're going to build this tower that is going to reach up to heaven. And so far as they were in one accord and they were united together, even though under the wrong motive and under the wrong influence, they were able to build that tower. Because they all agreed together to say, we are building this. Until God came down um, and he saw the city and he confounded the language and brought it all down. Um, but so far as they were in one accord, uh, the tower was being erected. So far as they were united together, amen. Something was moving, amen, even though it was under the wrong influence. It was at the dedication of the temple, amen, when finally the temple was built and everything was set in array and, and the ark was brought into the temple. The ark was then placed into the temple and the scripture was saying in 2 Chronicles 5 verse 11 to 14. And it was saying, it came to pass when the priests were come out of the holy place. For, for, for all the priests that were present were sanctified and did... And did not then wait by course. Also the Levites which were with the singers. And all of them of Asaph, of Haman and, and Jeruthun. And with their sons and their brethren. Being arrayed in white linen. Having cymbals and psalteries and harps. Stood at the east end of the altar. And with them an hundred and twenty priests sounding with the trumpets. And I said and it came to pass. As the trumpeters and the singers were as one. 
Amen. You see, the, the, the temple was built and, and everything was set in array and the Ark of the Covenant had come in. Now I want to realize we're living in a time where a temple has been built, a bride has been erected. Amen. And the word of the Lord has come to the bride. Amen. The revelation, the seals have been broken. Malachi 4, Revelation 10, everything has been opened up to us. The word has come into the temple. Amen. But for the glory of God to fall in there, they came at time where the Levites and the priests and the singers and everyone had to get into one accord. He said, and when they, the singers were as one to make one sound, to be heard and praising and thanking the Lord. And when they lifted up their voice with the trumpets and the cymbals and instruments of music and praised the Lord saying, for he is good, for his mercies endured forever, that, that then the house was filled with a cloud, even the house of the Lord so that the priest could not stand to minister by reason of the cloud for the glory of the Lord had filled the house of God because they had got into unity they were happy that the word has come come back into his rightful place and they united themselves together to say you know what we are going to dedicate this temple amen and I believe that this evening we can come to another rededication of this temple amen not these four walls but this temple that we've got that we can get in one accord with a spirit that is on the inside that we can get in one accord with a God God of the sinners build him. Oh, come on, church, that we can get in one accord, that the glory of the Lord will fall on this building. He is the same yesterday. He is the same today. He is not changed. He's looking for a people that will get in one accord. He's looking for a people that will unite themselves together this evening. Amen. That is what he's looking for this evening. That'll get in one accord because when you get in a one accord, things that'll happen. When a church gets in a one accord, the spirit of the Lord starts to move. Amen. Oh, friends, if we could come to that place and we can let go this evening, amen. Let go of your own data. Let go of your own thinking, amen. We can come to that place and truly in our heart get that certain thing fixed and say, Lord, I am going to fix that with that brother. But now in this moment, I am in the service and with my heart, I am saying that I've forgiven him. I am saying that I've forgiven him and I have no order against him anymore. I tell you, in the face of God, in the eyes of God, you have fixed it already. And it's waiting for you to go in person to the person and speak to them. But if you come to that place this evening where you fix it in your heart and you get in one call with God, he's willing to move. He's willing to explore himself. He's willing to show his glory once again. That in the next five minutes, friends, I believe it this evening that God will move. That it won't be any feeble person in this building there won't be anyone that have need of the Holy Ghost but what will be filled with the Holy Ghost Hallelujah. oh friends they tell us turn to get real amen it's time to put aside everything that we've been thinking of the whole day we've come in the presence of the Lord we've come here to have church amen we've come here to meet with God let's push everything aside and say Lord I'm uniting with you this evening I am uniting with your spirit this evening I want to ride on the anointing that is moving in this building I am ready to cast down any evil thought I am ready to cast down any doubt 
matter that's coming under my mind. I am ready to cast down any frustration, to cast down any fear, to cast down anything that will stand in the way of the word of God to save them. And I am rising up like an eagle to unite with you, to see you move, to see you glorify your name, to see you in your people again, to see you in the power of your mind again. Amen. If we can get a one call this evening. Oh, when they united together, I tell you, that's not something that happened back in the day. It is something that can happen today. If we can get in one accord, that same glory of God can fall in this building. The book of Acts said that they were all together in one place and one accord. They were all together in one place and in one accord. And this evening for sure, we are fulfilling the part of that scripture. That we are all in one place. Amen. But there's another part that needs to be fulfilled. Is that are we in one accord? Amen. Are we in one accord? We are surely all in one place. We are surely all in one place, but are we all in one accord? Amen. And as he said, I'm not talking about an emotional work of this evening, but I'm talking about getting real. Amen. I'm not talking about a preconceived idea, but I'm talking about getting real. Amen. We are surely in one place, but can we get in one accord this evening and get in the channel of what the Lord is saying? And give them the liberty this evening to say whatever you want to do. That's what I want you to do. Amen. Amen. To unite with him and say, whatever you have, whatever the Spirit of the Lord is desiring to do, I want to yield myself to it. Amen. How many agree with that this evening? Let's say whatever you want to do this evening. I'm getting my thoughts out of the way. Your scripture said, the prophet said, that if we can get into one accord, that there won't be any feeble person. There won't be anyone that can be filled with the Holy Ghost. And I want to get into that channel. I don't want that word to be living on a tape. I want that word to be living on the inside of me. And you've given me an opportunity this evening that I can live that word. And I don't sure want to let this opportunity pass me, boy. But I want to get into that channel, Lord, this evening. I want to come to that place where I come riding on the same wavelength of the Holy Ghost this evening. That what he wants to do, that's what I want him to do. Amen. And I am getting myself out of the way, amen. I am getting myself out of the way. I am getting myself out of the way. Are you getting yourself out of the way? Are you getting in one with the world this evening? To say, Lord, whatever you desire to do. Ready, you're going to get me to run around. I'm going to run around. Whatever you have me do, I want to do it. I want to please you this evening. I don't want my will anymore. I've had my will for too long enough. But there's come a time that I want to surrender my will. I want to surrender my thought. I want to surrender my own ideas. And I want you to have the preeminence. I want you to do what you want to do. Amen. God is willing to move. 
His presence of Penny is in the song service. He's ready to move, but he's looking for vessel. You see, there are two spirits that are conflicting right now. They are fighting. They are fighting. They are fighting in the spirit realm. The enemy is pushing, but God is also pushing. The enemy is speaking, but God is also speaking. Oh, come on, church. He is also speaking. They are fighting right now. They are fighting in your mind. They are saying to you it's impossible, but God is saying it is possible. He's looking for a channel right now that he can push himself through. There is a battle going on right now, right now in this very moment, but it is what you are going to yield yourself to. It is what you're going to yield yourself to this evening. Because God has got all the power. He's got all the authority. Satan cannot defeat him. And if we can yield ourselves to that spirit this evening, oh, hallelujah, and let him have his way, amen. We can get everything out of the way. I tell there is power in unity. If two people can unite themselves together, Paul and Silas united themselves together in the midst of adversity, in the midst of a place where it was completely dark and, and there, was, there was completely, you know, there was sadness all around them and everything seemed so, 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 so lost and there was no hope at all in that place. But Paul and Silas, decided that they will unite themselves together. They decided that we are not going to let ourselves be brought down by the atmosphere that is in this prison. Oh, come on, church. We are living in Laodicea, and it's a place where there is darkness, there is gloom, there is depression, there is anxiety. Oh, but I believe that there is a people that can be like Paul and Silas and said, we are not going to bring ourselves into that condition, but we are going to unite together, and we are going to change the atmosphere in this place. We are going to change the atmosphere in this prison. And Paul and Silas said, you know what we're going to do? We're going to start singing some songs. We're going to start changing the atmosphere. We're going to unite together because our God is still God. Because our God who met with us in the upper room is still alive today. Our God who that day had a gate beautiful. He raised up that lame man. He is still alive today. He is more than able if he raised a lame man he can break chains he can break chains he can break prison bars but for that to happen, Paul you ought to unite with me Silas you ought to unite with me we ought to get into one accord Oh, hallelujah. Brother Brandon will say the world is looking to see heroes. And we are the heroes, amen. The world is longing for the manifestation of the sons and daughters of God. We are the sons and daughters of God. There is a crowning that is going on. Oh, but there is time has come for the sons of God to be united together. And change the atmosphere that is around in this world. Change the thoughts that is around in this world. And get into one accord. Hallelujah. 
Oh, you say I've been in a prison for so long. Get in the one accord with the spirit of this world on the ceiling. I've been bound in chains for so long. Get in the one accord with the spirit of this world on the ceiling. Your chains can fall down. Your shackles can be broken. Oh, you can have liberty to save them. You can have freedom to save them. You can receive the Holy Ghost to save them. I tell you, God is here. Come on, church. God is here. He's willing to do the supernatural. He's willing to move in your life. But who is willing? Who is ready to give you life and say, God, here I am. Here I am. I am ready for you to move on me. It is time to get in one accord. It is time to get in one mind. Oh, hallelujah. Let's get real this evening. If God is there, God, let's come to a showdown this evening. Let's come to a showdown with Satan this evening. Come on, church. Let's come to a showdown with Satan this evening. He's tormented you. He's had you pound. He's put you in shackles. Come to a showdown this evening. Come to a showdown this evening. Amen. Come to a showdown this evening. You got a right to call the fire down. Come to a showdown this evening with him. Amen. Be united with the spirit of us in you. As brothers and sisters, he may, someone may be going through a struggle. Someone may be sick. Someone has been suffering for a long time. We can get into one accord and say that demon that has been tormenting our sister, tormenting our, our brother, tormenting anyone that we know. We can get into one accord that there can't be any one feeble person in this building right now. Friends, I don't know you, but I'm looking for that quote to be fulfilled this evening. You can put it off, but I'm looking to see that call fulfilled this evening. Amen. Friends, it's time for us to have an attitude. It's time for us to stop believing the word and not to just put it off and just to say, well, that's a code and that's fine. Maybe, you know, we're not right there this time. No, we are right there. We are waiting for a rapture. And if we're waiting for a rapture, we ought to be in unity. Amen. I am here this evening. I'm looking to see that quote fulfilled. I don't know you, but I'm waiting to see it fulfilled. God is more than able to fulfill his word. I am not going to limit him. I didn't decide to speak this. He chose to speak this. This is not a man's idea. This is him speaking. I sat down yesterday in my study with a completely blank page. Had no idea what I was going to say. Had no idea what I was going to speak on. All I knew that he wanted me to speak on the power of unity. I had no idea about anything. But he came down. He stepped down in that room. And I said, you put these things together. I tell you, friend, the same God who walked into Rome when Brother Branham was getting ready for the seals and gave him the word. He's the same God that walks in the room of every minister and comes down and bring them the word. Do you think a minister knows what they're going to speak? you think they, they, they premeditate? They no, they don't know. It is God that does it. And even you can have your notes and I can come here and most of the stuff that I've spoken of and not even in the notes. Who is doing that? Who is doing them? It is God doing them. It is not Maxwell doing them. It is God doing them. When Brother Ed stung here, it is not Brother Ed. It is God doing them. It is God and John. It is God and Brother Andrew. It is God and Brother Moses. God and Brother Stephen. It is God doing them. He's come down this evening and he is saying, 
I want you to be united. You might have walked in this building and we might have been sitting here just like the dry bones that were in the book of Ezekiel. Oh, one lying on one side and the other one lying on the other side and the other one lying on the north and the other one lying on the east and all completely divided. Maybe that's the way we came here this evening. Hey man, one lying on one side completely dry. Hey man, dry by frustration, dry by arguments with his brother, dry by the other argument with his sister and dry by that completely dry bones. He may have walked in here completely dry bones and oh my, I can't get along with him. Dry. I can't get along with her. Dry. Dry bones. Amen. Oh, but I believe that this evening we've commanded the voice of the message of this hour. Amen. We've commanded the voice of the prophet and he was told, you prophesy. Is that you prophesy over these bones, amen? And I believe that we've received, received a message that I sent the prophecy out and I prophesied against any frustration, it has prophesied against any sickness, it has prophesied against any depression, it has prophesied against any bondage, amen. It has prophesied. Amen. And you know when Ezekiel had made a prophecy, the scriptures say that there was a noise. There was a noise. Something was happening. Something started to move. There was a noise. When he prophesied, something was moving. And under the noise, there was a shaking. There was a shaking. Amen. We have had a noise. And it's time for the shaking. The shaking off of every doubt. The shaking off of every fear. It is time to have a shaking. And when they were shaken, he said, one pawns that are joining you to pawn them. And you the pawns that are joining you to pawn them. And you the pawns that are joining you to pawn them. Oh, come on, church. You know what was happening? You know, those pawns had no ears. They had no eyes. But who was moving them? It was the Spirit of the Lord that was moving those bones. The hand bone didn't know that he was the hand bone. Or the shoulder bone didn't know that he was the shoulder bone. The neck bone didn't know that he was the neck bone. But when the Spirit of the Lord, oh, come on, church, when the Spirit of the Lord started to move, amen, somehow the hand bone realized that I need to join in with a shoulder bone. And the shoulder bone realized that I need to join in with a neck bone. Because the body is building up. Because there is a mighty army that is rising up. And they started to join together and join together. Oh, friends, I tell you, you may have come in here dry with your own thoughts and with your own ideas. But I believe it is a moment for, the, for you to join on with your brother, for you to join on with your sister. Amen. Oh, friends, the prophecy is going forth. The word is going forth. Amen. Are you going to join in? You see what the word is doing? It is bringing you to the place where you were supposed to be. It is bringing you in the mindset that you're supposed to be. It is bringing you into your position, amen. Because if you are out of the position, then the body cannot move together. That is what the word is doing this evening, bringing us into our position. And when all was come together, they needed life. They needed life, amen. 
And oh, friends, I believe if we have come into one, one accord this evening, if we have joined and everyone has taken the position and we put aside every thought and every doubt and we've settled in our heart any confusion or any, any odd that we have and we've come into one accord. I believe that the Spirit of the Lord is about to move. The rise up a mighty army, amen. He's ready to move. He's ready to do his work. He's ready to bring deliverance. He's ready to fill with the Holy Ghost. He's ready to bring healing. Oh, hallelujah. But it's looking for a people, amen, that are ready to receive it. And I don't know you, but I am ready to receive it this evening. I was a dry bone, but I am not a dry bone anymore. I am found my position and if you have found your position why don't we rise up as the church of God and say I am getting into my place I am getting into my position oh I don't care what the enemy has been doing or what he has been talking about how he has been tormenting me I am getting down to business with God this evening I am not living this building with the same sickness I am not living this building or with the same temptation I am not living this building with the same shackles I am coming this evening for a change. I am living this place as a new person. I walked in dry but I'm walking out as a mighty army of God. He is here. He is here. I invite the musicians to come. He is here. He is here. If we can get one accord in this very moment and say, I am looking for that scripture. I am looking for that quote to be fulfilled. I don't care. I don't care whatever doubt it is. I am looking for to see it fulfilled this evening. He is here. There is power in unity. There is power in unity. Oh, friends, if you settle the law in your heart, you've got a right this evening to claim your promise. You've got a right this evening if you settle the law down. I want to tell you this evening, this is not Brother Max. This is God speaking to you. I am not claiming to be God. I am just saying it is the Spirit of the Lord that is speaking to you. I'm saying that because most of the times I'm not even in my notes. And that is the Spirit of God that is speaking to you. I walk out of this place the same way. You know someone that is sick? You've got a right to speak the word. You've got a right to claim them. You've got a way with loved one. You've got a right to speak. You've got a right to claim them. It is in the message. Is that we have a right to enforce because Satan has put it out of his rightful place, and we've got a right to enforce it back to its rightful place. He is here, he is here, he is here.
It might not be an emotion this evening, but he can come by your way, and you will know. You will know for a surety that it is over. That question that you've had in your mind, and you've been wondering about a situation of what to do about it. Right now, he's here to give you an answer to that situation of what to do about it. If you can get in tune with him. I was contemplating to end the service this way or not. But I'm just going to end it the way the prophet ended it. I just want you to join us join together as we end the service the way the prophet ended it. The oneness of unity, Waterloo, 1958. I want you to listen closely. I'll try to go slow. He said, now set close and set close in with, with God. And let's do what the prophet is saying. He said, setting close in with God. He said, confess your sin. Confess your unbelief. Tell God you're ashamed of yourself, of your unbelief. He said, I challenge you to do that. And you will see the glory of God. He said, I feel anointed right now to do something different than I've ever done. He said, I've never done this in my life, but I feel led to do it right now. He said, confess your sin right now. He said, you say, well, I'm a Christian. He said, confess your unbelief. Tell Christ that you never disbelieve him again. Right now, you are accepting him. Right now, it's going to be over. You, you are never going to complain about it anymore. No matter what it looks like, what it feels like, you are going to believe it because God said so. God said so. He said, you've come out of Babylon's tower. You've come out of, you've come out in the valley where the lily of the valley is at. You've come out of the mountainside where the grace of God is flowing freely from the fountain of life. He said, confess your faults. Say, God, if you've done anything to somebody, say, I will go back and make it right. He said, do that now. He said, now I want each and every one of you. Say, he said, I want each and every one of you. As I say this prayer, I want you to pray pray it. He said, you say it aloud with me. I'm just going to say it. But you pray it from your heart. With your heads bowed. Let us bow our heads this evening. He said, with your heads bowed. Your eyes closed. Everybody, don't raise your head until I say so. I am just looking to see what I can see. He said, say this behind me. He said, almighty God. Let's say that together with him. Almighty God, creator of heavens and earth, order of everlasting life, giver of every good gift, be merciful to me. Oh God, forgive my unbelief. I believe the gospel. I believe that you are here. I believe that you are now performing your word in my body. Open the channels 
I empty out my unbelief. I receive your spirit. I believe that you are in me now. I believe my sickness will vanish. How can death and life exist in my body when you are in there? I believe you and I accept you now as my healer. Is that now keep your heads bowed? That's your prayer. That's your prayer. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm going to pray for you. Keep shutting, he said. He said, keep shutting with God. He said, don't have nothing else on your mind now. He's right with you. Right here by your side. You say, I want the Holy Ghost, Brother Branham. All right. He's right here to give it. You say, I want healing in my eyes, Brother Branham. He's right here to give it. I want my baby healed. He's right here to do it. I want my brother, my mother. He's right here to do it. Right there. Jehovah Jireh, the provider. The provider sacrifice. Now I'm going to pray. Now I'm going to pray to you. For, I'm going to pray for you. The Bible said the prayer of faith shall save the sick. God shall raise them up. If I found grace in your sight by the working of the Holy Spirit, I'll pray with you all my heart right now. And the Holy Spirit will witness to you that, that the work is finished. Oh God, my Father, I come in Jesus' name to pray for this people who has now honestly and sincerely and have confessed you wrong. Oh blessed God, May this be a night that they will never forget. May the Holy Spirit come into the every heart just now and just move out every turn and every all the sickness from their body and now challenge the devil to a debate. Satan, you are aware what you that you are whipped. You have no legal right. Jesus Christ, my Lord, stripped you of every authority that you had when he died at Calvary to take away sin and sickness. And you are nothing but a bluff. And we are calling you. Yeah. You are calling your bluff. And our Lord said to his disciples, have faith in God. For if ye shall say, if ye shall say to this man, be moved, don't doubt in your heart, but believe what you say shall come to pass. You can have what you say. Satan, you know the scripture on that. And I just taught the people that God is in them. And if God is in them and they speak to the disease and say be away from me and don't doubt in their heart. Right then, that disease has to move. For Christ said so. For it is not them that speaks. It is the Father that dwells in them that is speaking. You are in need, so come out of them people in the name of Jesus Christ. I say, God's God's servant by a message of an angel who anointed and has proved to the people that Jesus is here and the message is right. So come out of them people in the name of Jesus Christ. I adjure you to leave every sick person and to get out in the out of darkness in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 
Oh, hallelujah, Lord. Oh, I sing that to him. He's here, hallelujah. He is here, amen. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. He is here. Amen. He is here. Holy, holy. I will bless. and say I'm not walking out the same I'm walking out different it doesn't matter what the flesh says I am united with him I am walking out not the same way I came here I walked in sick I am walking out healed I walked in pain I am walking out free I walked in I walked in depressed I am walking out rejoicing I walked in completely defeated I am walking out victorious it doesn't matter how I walked in this evening. What matters is how I'm walking out this evening. Oh, hallelujah. Satan has bothered you. Satan has tormented you. Satan has had you pain. But I tell you this evening, your shackles have been loosed. This evening, you can hear those shackles fall down. You can see those prison bars open. If you walk out of this place, believing that God has come and met with you, this wasn't mine. 
and this was God and you walk out of this place believing I tell you God is fixing to move it doesn't matter how long it takes him God is fixing to move be like John Ryan this evening walk out of this building if you've received the word of God if you believe that that was God speaking to you if you believe that that was God that has discerned the thoughts and intents of the heart of people if you believe that that was God saying that you were healed saying that you were delivered that you walk out of the spirit and receive them like John Ryan rejoice and praise in God whether the situation changed whether it didn't change praise God anyways Praise God anyways. There is power in unity. And it is not just in the service. But it's tomorrow. It is Tuesday. It is Wednesday. It is Thursday. It is Friday. You can be united with God every day of your life. Until the devil has no place to come in. Pick up that weapon and put it on the front line. Pick up that weapon on the word. Put it on the front line of your mind. When you rise up in the morning, put it on the front line. And when you're down in the day and you're walking about, put it on the front line. Put it on the front line in the afternoon. Put it on the front line in the evening. Let's get real. Satan has been real. Let's get real. Let's show what side we are on. Let's show what kind of color we are off. Let's get real. Go away with an attitude. I know I'm keeping you long, but I'm just waiting for the time to stop. Go away with an attitude. Say, no matter what happens, this is my attitude. No matter what you throw at me, this is my attitude. You know what is going to happen in the next couple of days? Things are going to get worse. Things are going to get worse. But you've got to have an attitude. No matter what happens to say, I am going to rejoice regardless. I am going to praise him regardless. If I am claiming it this evening, I am claiming it this evening. It was those two sisters, amen. The one was sick, had a problem, and also stomach, and, and she was in the house, and she had went in a prayer line, and she was prayed for, and she was in the house, and she was believing. The other one had a cancer hanging down on her neck, if I'm not mistaken, and she was also there believing on the word of God. Remember, she had been in the presence of God. She had been in the presence of the prophet. And she had went home, but her stomach problem was still there. The other one had a cancer on the the side. It was still there. But they had an attitude. They didn't disbelieve the word. They were believing the word. And the prophet said one morning, she woke up and she said there was a cool film that came over her. And when that happened, there was a little oatmeal lying there and she ate the oatmeal and she thought she was going to throw up. But she didn't throw up and, and she had a coffee and, and she didn't throw up. And the prophet said she had a real gastronomical jubilee. 
and she realized that she was healed and I said I better go testify to my sister on the other side but you see God had come around in that in that village he had come around in that town and he was visiting his people and I want you to know that God has come around Edmonton to visit his people he has come around at your address to visit your people I don't know who was praying but he said that God knows your address he knows where you are he knows everything about you and this evening he has come to your address he has come to your home he is moving and he went to the other home and, and as he got into the other house the other lady was rejoicing and she said you can't believe it you can't believe it what was hanging on me has dropped down oh friends let's get real the word is true the message is true amen 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 oh my amen you are here moving in our midst let's worship them rearranging destinies let's worship them you were destined to some some perdition you were destined to some bondage worship them you are destined to some sickness worship him because your destiny has been changed this evening your destiny has been changed this evening you were destined to a trouble worship him because your destiny has been changed you were destined to a car accident your destiny has been changed you were destined to some bondage to some oppression this evening your destiny has been changed your destiny has been changed He's rearranging it this evening. He's bringing it according to his purpose. Amen. And I'm not saying let's get in one accord on the service, but let's get in one accord on every service. Amen. And let's get real in every service. Amen. Let's sing that to him. Amen. Help us, Brother John. You are here, moving in our I worship you, I worship you, you are here, rearranging destinies, I worship you, I worship you, you are here, turning light. Light in the 
stop you never stop working you never stop you never stop working Lord, do you believe that? even when i don't see it you're working and even when i don't feel it you're working you never stop you never stop working you never stop you never stop working away Darkness, my God, that is who 